This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. Here, Reggie discusses the conceptual maps that we use to overlay experience. Direct experience, he says, is found in the body. It is the gateway to the dark knowledge of the Soma, the totality that is beyond thought. This talk was given at the 2016 The Body Loves Retreat, held at the Blazing Mountain Retreat Center in Crestone, Colorado. To find out about the upcoming The Body Loves Retreat, led by Caroline Fole, please visit dharmaocean.org. So the main point of this program, as I think Caroline discussed with you already, is... We are here to what's uh, to enter what is called the realm of the inconceivable in Buddhism. This is the practicing lineage, and what it represents is the. Um, recognition that while all of us are thinking beings and uh, most likely very sophisticated, very well informed, we've read probably dozens if not hundreds of books on meditation and spirituality, that as long as we remain in that realm, we're not going to get anywhere. We're just recycling the same old thing over and over and over. Of course, this is the human thing. Humans do this thing, which is constantly mapping reality, making maps over and over making maps and then new maps, updated maps. And as you know, um, because this is something that is, you know, intimately uh, familiar to all of us, pretty soon the maps supersede the territory. And when we look at a map, we think we're looking at the territory. And many of us begin to live our entire lives in terms of the maps that either we or other people have created. When we live in terms of what we think about reality, of the mapping situation of our left brain, our thinking mind, this uh, amazing part of our brain, that uh, 
we have developed more than any of the other primates, this mapping function. When we begin to invest more and more energy into the mapping function, we create societies that become less and less in contact with the actual world. And we see the modern world as a great example. The, uh, the extent to which we as um, a world, we as cultures, and we as individuals lose touch with our lived experience. We lose touch, and we're living in terms of the map. Most spirituality that goes around in the Western world is largely map-making. And it is, um, it's not a bad thing because <clears throat> meditation does open up doors and um, the maps become more accurate and you want accurate maps. You know, some maps are they're just really not accurate. Like the map that says that the uh, personal self is real and solid. You know, that's a map that has no relationship to actual reality and yet it's widely held to be truth. That's a bad map. A good map is, no, the personal self is actually impermanent. It's an open situation. You're never going to pin it down, and things are never going to be okay. That's a map. You know, that's part of a map. That's a country on the map, and that's a good map. But the thing is, it's still a map. What goes on in, um, you know, what Buddhism largely has done throughout the ages is to create some very accurate maps of reality. And those maps have been uh, preserved in the monasteries largely, in the texts, in the libraries, in the philosophical traditions. And they have been, uh, they've had a humanizing influence on the world. They've been very good and many, many people in the West, um, you know, the existentialists and the phenomenologists and artists and you know, writers of all kinds, uh, philosophers, have been deeply influenced by the maps of Buddhism. And they have, uh, they've come to rethink things in very good ways. I know actually a lot of scientists um, who have been very influenced and had their minds opened by the, the maps of Buddhism. But the thing is, they're still maps. The number of people within Buddhist tradition that have been interested in finding out more about the territory is, as Chogyam Trungpa used to say, at least in Tibet, few and far between. Because the territory is a whole different situation. The left brain thinking mind, rational, logical, linguistic, labeling, linear, like a lot of L's up there, that mind does not know territory, and cannot know territory, doesn't. It only knows its own maps. So if we are <clears throat> happy with the maps, and my guess is that probably you aren't, or you wouldn't really be here, um, that's fine. But then there's this other thing is, what is the territory of life? What is the territory of experience? What is the naked, raw reality that we live through every day of our lives? What is that? 
that uh, territory can be known and can be entered by us thinking beings. It's an initiatory experience. <clears throat> In terms of my own uh, life, I spent um, many, I spent you know, decades studying other religions. Uh, that, that's my field, is comparative religion. And um, both in, you know, intellectually, historically, and also in terms of uh, meeting uh, people from other traditions. And what I personally found very, uh, the most deeply motivating and compelling is the initiatory practice, the initiatory journey, the initiatory ordeal. And I thought it was um, gone from the face of the earth, at least for people like me. And then I met um, Chogyam Trungpa, and I quickly came to see that um, the initiatory ordeal was sitting there looking at me, seeing through me, and seeing who I was, and seeing what could happen for me if I was willing. The initiatory ordeal, the initiatory journey can only be known and can only be entered by the body. In um, neuroscience we talk about the, the left brain, logical, linear, linguistic, labeling, lumpish, <laughs> thinking mind. And we talk about the right brain, which um, knows it in a completely different way. The right brain now, you know, as uh, Dan Siegel and a lot of other, you know, uh, very good scientists who have popularized neuroscience um, have tell us that actually we shouldn't be talking about the right brain because the intelligence, the complementary intelligence to our thinking mind is actually our whole body. It's our right brain, it's our limbic system, you know, aspects of our limbic system, our brain stem, the uh, most important uh, heart as a sort of universal roundhouse of uh, understanding, connection, connectivity, the gut. And in fact, all the cells of our body are awake and alive. And um, that um, very small part of ourselves that is thinking um, is it's it's minuscule compared to the kind of knowledge that goes on all the time for us that we know through our soma this totality of awareness and experience that uh, we we could call the body we could call the right brain you know whatever you like that knowledge um, is not accessible to the thinking mind the thinking mind can process that knowledge but it it, it doesn't have it. So we have to find a way to enter into the, in Taoism it's called the dark knowledge. 
the dark knowledge, and it's dark because you can't think about it. The minute you think about it, you're back in the left brain. When we enter the dark knowledge of the body, we begin to discover the world in a completely different way. We begin to realize that spirituality and human experience are not two things. There is no spirituality apart from human experience. Human experience itself, moment by moment, is a gateway to infinity, it's a gateway to eternity. This is where we find what we've been looking for in our own direct experience. The body knows in a holistic way, meaning <clears throat> it doesn't uh, separate out. It takes things as totalities. Each moment is a, a mirror, it's a prism in which the entire universe is reflected. This information is known to our body, but not our thinking mind. To download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion.